You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 38. (laughs) Another poker podcast from the two people who are just straight up battling every day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, definitely, I don't know, getting all we can handle for sure. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a... But I did uh, one experience that was really uh, fun. I went down over to the southeast part of town where... It's just a bunch of different poker rooms and ended up playing at Spades one night this week. So I was like, you know, let me run from the bad luck and the coolers onto another poker room, get a new start. And went in there, and I will say it was, it's a really fun play. Like, it's probably getting way more, as much action as even maybe like Legend, like maybe slightly less than Legends. It's probably the second most popular in the Houston area. So it was a really fun place to play. Nice. Um, I guess how long did you end up playing there for? Uh, a couple hours. Uh, I end up going there. It's a really good table. I mean, limp happy, people playing everything. It's the type of table you want to go to when you are on a downswing and be like, okay, this is where I can make something happen. And I start out getting good cards, too. So I get, like, top pair. A guy donk leads, which I tell you what, a ton of people donk leading. I'm like, this has to be, this has to be weak. These donk leads are almost always weak. I re-raise, he calls, and then it goes check, check, and I'm good. Uh, I get pocket aces. This is tilting. I get pocket aces. I have been card dead for almost a month and a half now. I get pocket aces twice and take the blinds down both times at a very action-heavy table. Where I had raised several times and did not actually get a raise through the entire night except for those two. So that was kind of tilting. Then what were the uh, other... Okay, and then then this is where things go off the rails. Uh, So I have Ace-10, I raise, uh, call, call. The flop comes Ace, little card, little card. Not much. A guy bets 25 into a pot of probably about 50 or 60. It's three-handed. Another guy calls. I have ace-10 here suited, and I was like, well, these donk leads are very, are not usually that strong. Then there's a call behind, which can't be that strong as well. But this could kind of get dicey with, like, Ace-7. You know, a lot of, like, weird two-pair combos might get there going three ways. Ace-King would three-bet a lot. So I end up putting a raise in here. What do you think about this? I'll raise it to 75. Was there a flush draw available? I don't think so, no. Man. I mean, for me, I think it kind of almost could borderline overplaying the hand. In retrospect, I go ahead and agree with you. 
I mean, I was thinking, like, I always think these donk leads are very weak. It's like, I kind of a see where I'm at type deal. Like a, like a low ace or something like that. But I do believe I, this is probably overplaying the hand here. Yeah, I mean, I'm just worried what's going to call. I mean, I don't think in the long run it changed anything because that guy goes all in over the top of me, and it's like 35 40 bucks more. Wow. Uh, and the other guy folds. I know I'm beat, but, I mean, at this point, it's like $40 more to win 280 or something. <laughs> what did he have? I'm hoping to spike my 10 or whatever. Uh, and uh, he has ace-queen. Yeah, that's kind of what I was worried about. Yeah, it's well. I mean, me and you talk about it too. Is I, I'm like, well, like Ace King would three bet here, but like or pre flop. Uh, but Ace Queen, Ace Jack, a lot of times they won't, and even Ace King. I'm just about saying, if you're in a really good game, sometimes people will limp Ace King. I mean, I've been knocked over the head with that when I was in the big blind with King Seven off, limped around. I checked, see a King High flop, and just think I can just. This ten dollars will be mine. This fifteen will be mine, and twenty five on the river is just pure value, guys. Thank you. <laughs> and then they turn over Ace King, and I was like, "Wow, I guess they got as much value as possible." Because I don't think I was really calling many bets, and I Probably. definitely wasn't. Well, I mean, you might have folded preflop if they raised, right? Hundred percent, I folded preflop when they raised <laughs> with King Seven off. Oh, okay. I, I thought maybe yeah. it was King Seven suited, uh, but uh, yeah, it was. So I kind of probably overplayed the hand, but I don't think it changes much because, I mean, we call that 75 more into the pot, into a pot of like 50, 125. He's probably jamming the turn anyways. And I still feel like I'm probably too strong to fold maybe. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be close for me. Uh, so I get hit with that hand. Uh, I add on and end up uh, getting 910 suited. Uh, it's, I raise, actually somebody else raise. I end up calling. I'm like, well, let's see what happens. This is a hand that can do pretty well against a lot of, a lot of people's ranges. The flop is a absolute dream flop. Ace, nine, ten. Uh, I mean, just dreaming about what things are going to, what's going to occur here. Uh, and then sure enough, this person leads. Not only does they lead out, they lead out fairly big. Uh, they bet, she bet 60. It was close to a pot size bet. How much do you have behind here? How much do you have behind? I think I had like maybe 240, like two, 230, 240. Because oh. goes it goes all the way around to me, and I raise it to like 170 or something. I mean, I didn't raise it that big, because I, I knew I wanted... I think maybe I even put like 150. And because I was like, well, this is great for me. And I'm, I'm just looking to get all the money in anyways. I want to give, I want to put a bet out there that she can't fold to. And then it's going to blow up the pot. So my river bet is just going to be a snap call. Uh, which I do. I put the raise 150. She goes all in on the top, over the top, which is like about 230, 240. I mean, two pair here. To me, I'm snap calling every time. I mean, I don't love the fact that she snap re-raised all in. I'm a little nervous now, but, I mean, you're never folding here. Yeah, I can agree. Uh, so I end up making the... I snap it off, too, and she shows a set of 10s. So, that, 
that hurts. I mean, no, nothing really interesting about that hand. I mean, if you flop two pair to a set, it just is what it is. <laughs> See, the interesting, the interesting thing about that hand is how is the ride home? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean... uh, so uh, that pretty much did it. I mean, those I ended up uh, with like a hundred. I ended up with like a hundred behind at some point, and then got it all in on Omaha with a set versus a flush draw, and they hit the flush draw. So it was not that interesting of a session. I mean, it was a great game. It just was one of those things where, I mean, like me and you've been running into a lot of coolers lately, and it's going to happen, so it's fine. I'm okay. Outside of the ace-10 hand, I'm pretty happy with the way I played everything else. So it's, you know, going to be one of those things. Right, and then we both end up going to Legends uh, this week, too. Yeah, it's uh, made it out there. Uh, how to how to go for you on Legends? I mean, so I st- I bought in for a little bit less this time, right? And then I immediately well, give me give me your buy in. Um, eight hundred. Eight hundred. Okay. And then I immediately started getting just. I mean, I was getting good cards, Ace Queen, a few times, um, Ace King, stuff like that, Ace Jack, suited Ace Jack. And every time I would raise pre-flop, I get like two callers. The flop would come, I'd see bet, and get re-raised. It was happening a ton. I was sitting right next to you, and I was, I mean, let us say I was lost because very few went to showdown because it just, it was just, it was crazy how much you were getting re-raised on the flop bets. And I just didn't even know what to think of it because I mean, at the beginning I was like, okay, that's fine, and then. Once I started losing, now all of a sudden I'm kind of short-stacked for the pot, right? Like, you kind of have to worry about me re-jamming over the top now if I have a good hand, right? Yeah. If I open pre, I C-bet, you re-raise, there's a chance when there's a caller in between us that I go over the top. Well, how how much are you behind? <laughs> At that point, almost very little. Like, but, okay, little for you has become different. Like, three or four hundred? Yeah. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, probably so, but okay, wait, you're wait. still pretty stacked. I mean, you are still stacked. I mean, this is most people's actual buy-ins. But, no, I'm saying whenever I make it 30 on my C-bet and they bump it up to 90. Well, that is true. I'm I mean, a- is, you are saying it's kind of like a all-in or fold type Exactly. Deal. So I'm saying, like, they have to be kind of strong was kind of my thought was because they know my only option here. I'm not, I'm probably not going to call the 90. I'm saying I can't can't call the 90, but I'm saying there's still a good possibility that I rip it all in for 400, 410. Right. Well, I mean, I, I didn't see on showdown that many people getting out of line on those hands. So I don't, I mean, they had to have something. I I just, I don't think everybody was, I mean, especially you who's, you're not a you're not afraid to put in a call. We'll put it that way. It's a I don't think they're you would you would be the type of to bluff and a lot of the boards you were playing were just not bluff heavy boards. They're kind of disconnected boards. True. Um but I mean how I was playing, I mean people could have bluffed because I mean I was making a lot of folds playing pretty tight. So Yeah, I guess. I mean I don't know, like, uh, 1-3, I mean, they could have been. I just think most people are going to have some type of equity there, and it 
they were weird boards to bluff on. I think you kind of just kept getting unlucky on some of these hands. Yeah, and then I got kind of hit so hard at the beginning that I was short stacked and added on another 200. I mean, yeah, it's a, uh, I mean, it's hard to know where a lot of your hands went because it was, I mean, there were so few showdowns. Yeah, which isn't great for me. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't win a hand for a long time when we first started. I was in a lot of hands. Yeah, that I mean, was a. I had ace queen back to back. Were you flopping top pair type, or were you missing, or like I, because I, I was very lost on where you were on a lot, some of these hands. Um, I'm pretty sure I missed on a lot of them, but okay. I still don't expect to get c bet 100 percent of the time. You mean re-raise your c bet? Or yeah, sorry, re-raise my c bet 100 percent of the time. Like, five times in a row. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. I mean, well, I mean, you're on a lot of boards. I mean, you should be betting when you miss, too. I mean, it's that's kind of standard. I mean. I guess the one that did get to showdown was I had ace-jack of spades, and the board came queen high with one spade, and I made a small c-bet and got called, re-raised, I folded. Other guy calls, makes it all the way to showdown, and the other guy had ace-queen, and the other guy had a queen, and... That was it. Yeah, I mean, which is kind of standard of like what I would kind of think that they're re-raising with. Uh, mine, my session was kind of interesting. Oh, sorry, let me finish out, oh, I guess. It. So, um, I had one big hand where I ended up turning the nuts, and then... I oh, s- no, this is, I know which one this is. Go through this hand in a little bit more detail. Um, this is a kind of interesting hand. I have Jack 10 offsuit. Um, I'm in late position. Actually, I'm, I'm in the big blind. Yeah, because the guy to my right left because he didn't want to be the, uh, the blind. Yeah, so I was the big blind. Okay. I have Jack 10 suited. Someone raises early position. One other caller comes back to me. I call the flop comes eight nine deuce. I flop open ended. With two overs. With two overs. Um guy bets pretty small, like twenty five, into a pot of like sixty. Person calls behind, I call. Turn offsuit seven. I check. The guy bets thirty. One other caller. I know he bet 25 again. Sorry, not 30. Then I check raise to 125, I believe. Both called. Wow, that's pretty nuts. You get the nuts here and and re-raise and have both of them call you. And get the Dream River off suit five. Okay, so nothing changes. So I still have the nuts. Um, I donk out for 230 bucks, which is very small. I mean, I like this. And, but I'm saying versus the pot, it's pretty small. Yeah. Um, some guy thinks and thinks and thinks forever in a day. And, I mean, I was like, does he not know the actions on him? He's like, what's going on? He's what he asked. Like, it's 230 bucks. And he's like, think and think and think and then folds. The other person who was also deep stacked, she was just doing something else and she just folded. And he said he folded top set there. He said he was worried about him flatting and then her having the straight and re-raising him. 
Man, that's a... Uh... I mean, if he really folds top set here, this is an amazing fold. I mean, especially a player like you who might have a bluff here and there. But again, I'm not bluffing. I mean, I hadn't, well, yeah, I hadn't I know, bluffed but, the whole session. He but doesn't he know doesn't me. know that. I mean, the the thing is, you're, you're capable of having a bluff here. But he doesn't know that. I came and sat down with three hundred bucks or three fifty. That's true. I yeah. mean, I haven't showed a bluff. I have never played with him before. He's only seeing this hand where I'm piling it in with the nuts. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, if he did fold, if he folds top set here, that's an amazing fold. Because. I don't. I mean, I guess when you, ch I mean, when you check raise the, or wait, you didn't check raise. No. Oh, you did check, check raise, raise the turn. Check raise the turn now. Okay, it's a. Uh, I mean, into two people. It's pretty strong action, but, I mean, people. Yeah. Over, but I mean, in low limit to in low limit poker, I mean, people overplayed their hands. Yeah, I told him I had two pair. He should have called horrible fold. <laughs> <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> Tyler's like, I like to make people sad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the final hand of note for me was I had ace king and I was short stacked again because I got, oh, I got the king high flush to the ace high flush. That was great. <laughs> God damn. And luckily the guy decided not to stack me, which I appreciated. That's nice. Uh, I mean, don't know what that guy was up to, but. You I just mean, do a small bet on the river or something? I was the one betting and he donks into me. For a very tiny amount, and I was like, okay, I mean, just call, I guess. I mean, I was like, this is ace all day. Once he donks. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I think I bet like 100 on the turn, and he bet 75 on the river. I mean, you don't love it, but I mean, you're not you're not folding second nuts here. Yeah, and um, yeah, he had it, so that was great. Um, so I had lost, I mean, because the pot was pretty big, because... Um, I forgot how the action went, but oh, I raised the turn to a hundred, and he oh, only okay. called. But I don't know. He he easily could have gotten the whole stack there. But um, and then the other hand of note was I was pretty short stacked. I had Ace King suited, and I raised pre flop. Got two callers. The flop came. Six, nine, I believe it was six, nine, king, rainbow. Okay, great flop for you. And being, when I'm deep stacked, I already know my strategy of, you know, just blast, blast, blasting. Okay. But I'm not that worried about getting my money in on this board, and I kind of want some action. Yeah, well, I mean, if you have ace, king, I don't know how much you have behind, but I mean, this is... I mean, you're definitely wanting to get value from King Queen, King Jack, I mean, King Ten, and all of that. So everyone checks to me, because I was the preflop raiser. Mm -hmm. I check it. The turn is a seven, so it's now six, nine, seven, king. Okay. Guy leads out for 125. Other person folds, I call 125s. 125. I can hear him be like, oh, God, under his breath. Right? Okay. So I'm like, all right, this is... And then River is an 8 to bring in 6, 7, 8, 9, King. Oh, God. I mean, a horrible run out. <sighs> then he ships it all in. 
Um, I was like, well, it'd be weird for him to go run a runner into a river gut shot for um, a straight. That would be kind of weird. I feel like this could be King Queen, uh, King Jack, something like that, maybe. I mean, since he checks to you and you check back the flop, I think this is one of the problems when you check back the flop is his range is now wide open. Which is kind of what I was going for. Because, I mean, I wanted his range to be open. That was kind of my thought in the moment because yeah. you have no problem getting $300 in on this in this pot. Yeah, because, I mean, I, mean, I can definitely see the reason. I mean, I think I like a bet on the flop, but I can see the reasoning. But now, I mean, you're right. This could be king. Well, can't this be king, queen, king, jack? I mean, is someone going for that than a value here? Um, I can tell you after the hand, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think when you check back the flop, I think now you, you have. God, this is a tough spot. I don't know. I mean, I. Definitely don't think you're beating anything for value now. I mean, if somebody's trying to get King, Queen, King, J going for King, Queen, King, Jack here, that's a hell of a... But, I mean, they can't put you on Ace, King with what you bet with how you checked it. I don't know. That's, that's I mean, that's a really tough run out to play at that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what I always say is, like, whenever you slow play a hand like this, whatever happens is your fault. It's kind of always my thought. I mean, just been burned too many times with this when I first started playing. That, I mean, when played like this, if you yeah. lose, it's your fault. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not really unlucky. You kind of let them get there. I mean, even though yeah. he had uh, Jack-10 for the rivered gut shot straight, or runner-runner straight. But, um, yeah, that was kind of always been my theory, and that's why I normally don't slow play. But I decided... To bring it back from the Louisiana days, the slow play. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, this downswing has got me trying anything. <laughs> I, mean, we, uh, uh, I mean, you know, we've all, we've all wanted something back. I will say that. Uh, I mean, if he doesn't hit his gut shot there, I just get an extra $125 and look, I mean, relatively smart. I mean, that's true because, I mean, if, I mean, I mean he, if you bet the flop, he probably just folds. And then on the turn, I mean, you're still a heavy favorite. Yeah. So, so I mean, but, he's going to four outs. Yeah. I mean, he just happened to hit the four outs, but it's yeah. only four. Yes, I promise you, it's only four outs. Yeah. But, yeah. That's I don't know. Like I mean, you, you've had some pretty pretty drastic runouts just in general. I mean, regardless of how you play, like you run into a lot of just runner runner straights a mm. ton. Well, no, actually, he has the queen, right? The queen would have given him a straight. King, queen, jack, ten, nine. Because the river was an eight, so he would double gut it, right? Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't realize the rest of the board. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he was. So okay, well, I was so. saying only four outs. And then I was like, wait a second, he also had the queens, eight well, outs. <laughs> not as bad of a bad beat then. Uh. Uh, on this session, I was, so I posted this hand in Reddick and just, I mean, you want to talk about get fucking roasted and told you're a donkey by everybody. I mean, we could just do that on here if you want. I mean, <laughs> we have before, I will say that. Uh, so I have ace 10 about middle position. I raise it to 15, get four callers. 
And I got roasted. I mean, you were talking about just people calling you a chump. Ace-10 and middle <laughs> position offsuit. I feel like this is a winning hand. I just... I, I mean, you're getting called by a lot of aces. Everyone plays a suited ace. So you're dominating suited aces, ace nine through deuce all the time. I mean, you... How many poker coaches have you heard, like, after they do their coaching and online coaching, get on to Reddit do some free coaching? Okay. Solid, <laughs> solid reasoning. <laughs> saying, you know, have you ever heard Jonathan Little saying after he does his webinars and stuff that he's going to log on to Reddit to see what whatever C. Nelson or whatever is doing? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was – I mean, it was just – just. Oh, I was like – I went over round and around. I'm like – Okay, people are playing Queen 10, Jack 10, King 10. I mean, wait, wait, right. let's first do the hand first. Cause okay. I, say we're, I don't even really know the hand you're talking about. I just know you. Well, I was ahead. just saying from the pre flop deal. Uh, okay, so uh, it comes Ace 8 5, Rainbow. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, uh, Two Spades. Now, I got roasted hard for this one, too. <laughs> I lead out. It's a. So it's about 75 in the pot. I'll lead out for 40. What do you think of this bet size? Can I tell you what? They didn't like it. <laughs> okay, so you raised, you opened preflop, right? Yeah. To what? 15. How many callers? Four. 75 in the pot. 75. And you let out for 40. I like bigger. Oh, they're going to hate that, too. <laughs> I mean, they're going to hate that. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it was 40 or 45. Uh, I, I went, and uh, <laughs> and I mean, I got called a donkey for betting this size. Uh, it folds around, mm-hmm. and a, the next guy, and then the guy last to act makes it 125. I have ace 10, ace 8, 5, 2 spades. Do you call here? I mean, this is one of those situations where I feel like the more the more studying you do, the more you can justify. And I feel like I make the call here, depending on how deep we are. Okay. Putting him on a flush draw, seeing at least one more street. Okay. Depending on the player, that might be a fold. I probably should be a fold, right? Because we always say that players never check-raise their draws. And any raise on the flop is normally a very nutted hand. I mean, he looks like... I mean, I think this came into play, too. I, I think he's a younger Asian guy who looks like he studies a little bit. So I think it leads... Oh, I mean, and here's my theory behind it. Him being a younger Asian guy who looks like he kind of studies, I think I think he three-bets ace-king every single time. 100%. Uh, I think he might be three-betting ace-queen. Most likely. Uh probably not ace-jack, which was confirmed later because I did see him not three-bet ace-jack. Uh, so I'm behind ace-jack, but every other ace outside of just fl- randomly flopping two pair or a set, I'm actually ahead of. I go ahead and make a very kind of loose call, I will say here. According to Reddit, sure. Yeah, <laughs> according to Reddit, I am just donking my way to a... Okay, the turn is one of the most interesting ones in the deck. Because it's the four. It doesn't bring... It's the four of clubs. It doesn't bring in the flush draw, but it does make 
the open-ended straight draw of 6-7. All right. Uh, I check he jams. I... Now, so it was 120. I mean, it was one of those where he had me covered by a lot. I think I had maybe probably about one, maybe like 180 behind. It it was a very tough, tough deal for me. I feel like at those stack sizes, I feel like this guy probably, I mean, at this point, you're kind of committed. That's kind of what I thought. I was like, well, I think I'm losing here. A lot. It sounds like a really well-played hand by this guy, no matter what he has, because sometimes he's going to have the nuts here with the straight. Sometimes he's going to have a flush draw. Sometimes he'll have a better ace than you. Oh, yeah. But at this price, I mean, you're just going to find out. I mean, that's kind of my thing. If you were way deeper, I think you fold here. Yeah, because we're looking at 75 on the flop, 120 on 75 pre-flop, 120 on the flop, 240. Then So we're looking at... 315. So once he jams here, I mean, just along, let's say, let's say I had about 180. I mean, it's 180 when his 180 plus the 315. I mean, if I'm good, one out of what, five top four or five times? Yeah. I mean, I, it's a call. So I just end up, I, I, I call thinking I'm going to lose most of the time. I ask him if he wants to run it twice. He's like, I prefer once, but we can do whatever you want. I was like, eh, if you prefer ones, I don't really care that much. Goes, uh, br- nothing really changes on the uh, river. And I've, I don't show my cards because I'm about to mock. I'm about to not, you know, show what I actually have here. And then he flips over a queen jack of spades. say, <laughs> if you're wondering if it's a donkey call when you don't want to turn your hand over, that, <laughs> that, that's normally <laughs> what I define as a donkey play. Oh! <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That is, it's either an awesome hero call, or or just the doggiest of the doggy calls. Yeah. Um. Like I told everyone, every time I go on, I tell my ninety percent of the time, ninety five, I always turn my hand over. Tell them there is a few times though where, I mean, not until they do it at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah. Tell them if I'm way out of line, then I'll keep them face down. Yeah, it's, uh, so that was, I don't know if that was a well-played hand. I mean, I think saying that that was a well-played hand is just being way too results-oriented. I think that guy played it well. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, he just, he just got a guy who wasn't gonna, who, who was incapable, maybe because of tilt or skill, who knows, incapable of folding top pair. Well, no, I mean, I like how he played it. I mean, that would have been a very hard hand to play if you had another 500 behind. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can make that call. I think his, I think his play works more times than not if you weren't already committed. Uh, oh, no, 100%. You're right. So I think he probably should have... Uh, when did he raise you? Uh, when... What did he raise me? No, when? On what uh, street? On the, uh, on the flop. I'm trying to think, because he probably should have jammed that if you were so so shallow behind. Uh, I'm saying, because like, if he leaves you that weird amount, it kind of... Yeah, it really kills the I bluffing mean, opportunities. Like, I mean, because I mean, really, in all odds, he got the perfect bluff card on the turn that didn't make his hand. 
So really, it's too bad for him. It's too bad he raised on the flop and not the turn. Because if he calls, then check jams or jams you on the t turn, you probably have to fold, right? With one card to come like that. Probably so. Well, yeah, probably do. Because, I mean, one is, yeah, it's just way more in relation to the pot. I mean, that's how a lot of people would actually play that. And, I mean, most people, people are more likely to go at it on the flop and double barrel the turn than call the flop and then just shovel money in on the turn. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, given how the stack sizes were, I feel like it was a mandatory call on the turn. Or sorry, river for you. Uh, no, it was a call. On, it was it was my all in was calling the turn. Oh, okay, you uh, he had okay. it right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah, I think it's definitely gonna be close. I mean, here's the thing: is if he had it, if he didn't have it there, then I probably have to be calling because regardless of if he had it or not, it's at least one. Well, I can go ahead and say that one out of four or five times he doesn't. <laughs> That's just gonna say for the Reddit people when they're like, he always has a better hand than you. Not this time. <laughs> yeah. It's always a set. Every time. Uh, oh, yeah. It was, oh, my God. I mean, you would, like, I, I mean, you were talking about, like, analysis. It was, it was pretty crazy. Uh, so that was really good. Uh, the other thing, that was the only hand of note note. But I will say something I've been trying a little bit, and I tell you what, it was working great, was, did you see me squeezing as much as I was? I don't know. I was so depressed. I just, I, was just, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to do or what to think. Uh, I, well, one was just a great hand. I got at the right time. It goes bet, call, uh, and I, I maybe one other call, and I have ace-king suited. And I just, you know, pile money in there. What a squeeze. Yeah, I mean, a white man <laughs> taking these. Wow. But the other one that was kind of, I think it was kind of marginal. It was a bet, call, 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 call. And I have ace jack. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's a good squeeze spot. I mean, like I, I mean, because I was a little worried. Because ace jack, you know, it's somewhat marginal. But I mean. People know that it's a squeeze spot when it's that when it's that wide. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see you do it with some unsuited, unconnected cards and turn it over as a bluff. That's what I want. Then we'll be impressed. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Reddit people are gonna love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just send them your location. Tell them that's where we play. Uh, yeah, no kidding. It's uh. So I was uh. Those were very proper. I've been trying to kind of lower my range as far as like squeeze type spots uh like i mean i kind of my three betting range but then the increasing it like increasing my range when it is like a squeeze so now neither of those are really i mean the ace king obviously i mean doing that all day every day ace jack off eh, it was i think uh maybe two months ago i might call there um yeah i like the raise though but yeah I mean, I think I don't get me wrong. I think it's a very basic play that I just should have been doing all along. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, you you have to add, you kind of have to learn as you go. Sometimes you you're slow to the party. You're just <laughs> slow to the party on some of these things. <laughs> um, man, if you're me, what are you doing whenever all these four liners to a straight come in like 
like that. I mean, I'm pretty sure I talked about it on last episode, wherever I just paid like three of these off in one orbit. But I mean, I, I mean, it's been just so brutal lately. I mean, on that one was very difficult because the the flop bet really. I mean, when you check the, I mean, to me, you just don't check in a multi-way pot there. Uh, because I mean, at that point, I mean, here's the thing: is on that hand, I'm not worried about the straight, but there's shitloads of two pairs that just came in, right? Yeah, I mean, there's some, yeah. Well, I mean, what was the board at the end? Well, no, at the end. Yeah, yeah, at the end, the bo- uh, there was a bunch of two pairs. I thought you meant on the turn. Yeah. So, I mean, I th- on there, it's very difficult because you underrepped your hand. But, I mean, I will say this. I mean, it's kind of the same as him just getting going runner-runner and getting two streets of value instead of three on a really bad suck out. So, I don't... I don't know. It's, I will say this. I just think the vast majority of time people bet they have what they're representing. Not all the time, but en- enough that if you fold it every time they represent, I think you're profitable. Uh, I can tell you if you call every time, not profitable. <laughs> <laughs> so I-, I think there's certain things that you have to... You know, uh, you do have to have a calling range. I mean, if they hit a gut, like I say, if somebody is on a gut shot, that's all they're representing, and it comes on the river, I mean, you're going to have to pay them off a little bit. I mean, it shouldn't be enough to make their, you know, them chasing a 8% equity worth it, but you probably are going to have to do some calling. Man, when I sat down and just instantly started getting... uh raise on all these flops like is this a little respect you get if you buy in a little bit shallower oh yeah no, <laughs> I, I, I think i think you push what but way too much emphasis on people actually playing uh, just making moves and stuff i think people are just playing their hands yeah i take every raise as a sign of disrespect <laughs> and a Tyler, personal attack tyler's like and i don't like being disrespected <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you better show me some respect. <laughs> yeah, that's what was going through my head, and then I had no money. No, yeah. <laughs> so. and, uh, Tyler's like, Tyler's like, I had, n- I had no respect or no money at the end of it. <laughs> um, yeah, and super hurtful when that guy folded top set. I mean, so whenever you're me, so like I'm trying. So you know, you were saying on these downswings, you can't, you shouldn't adjust your play. Right, but you do have to adjust your play based on your stack size. If you're buying for less, and then you lose a few hands, you do have to adjust your range for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I was trying to do that, and I was trying to. I was playing pretty tight. I was actually getting a ton of great cards, pocket tens. You know, I mean, got pocket tens a few times whenever I was c betting. Of course, there's always one over, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, but if there's one over, that's actually a pretty good board for pocket tens. I mean, it's what I thought. <laughs> I mean, not when they hit the over, but... <laughs> oh, and this was going to ask you. I was thinking about this on the drive over here was... So, you know how I'm putting that C-bet in? And I was kind of down-betting most of the time. Okay. And when that guy flats behind me, do you think it's just incentivizing that third guy just to squeeze? Do you think that, like, they're just seeing that spot as an opportunity as that guy with dead money and only having to get it through me? I mean, I did on that ace-10 hand at spades, but, I mean, again... I 
I mean, I had something, though. I just don't think people are making moves like that without anything, especially in a multi-way pot. I think in these multi-way pots, people are pretty much playing mostly straight up. Uh, if it's heads up, I think a little there's a little bit more room for moves. But I think if, if it's a raise, if you bet out in a call and that guy re-raises, I mean, you have all the, you still have a lot of nutted hands here. So I think it's actually it's actually a hand. I mean, the worst words we'll just never even know. So now I will say this: I think you're way more. I think there are people like, especially like heads up, when you down bet, they see it as a sign of weakness, and they might be more likely to re-raise in general. Right, which is what makes a down bet so great. I mean, you do it when you're nutted and not. So yeah, exactly. I mean. Uh, I had a, a big example of this when I was in Vegas at Aria when you could tell, like, this little, this, this, no, I won't say little, he's a kid. He's a younger guy. Uh, <laughs> I was playing with a bunch of eight-year-olds. <laughs> like, but I game. was crushing them. <laughs> in that 10, 20-cent game, they couldn't handle. Uh, and I had Ace Jack, and it was when I was down betting a lot, and I down bet because it was a very dry board, and I wanted to get some call. And he came over the top a huge amount. I was like, well, he's all can only be representing a set here. So I'm like, I've got all the best jacks. So I call. And I mean, he literally, when I called, you could see it in his face. I mean, he was shut down. It was just a move because he, he interpreted the down bet as weakness, re-raise. And actually, uh, Bart Hansen went over this, about this kind of being, at least in Texas, how it's interpreted differently. Uh, even more so. Yeah, no, I agree. I just need to figure out how to string together one win. <laughs> I need a one win streak. Okay, this is this is what you need to do. <laughs> you need to come to the table, raise big, first hand, steal the blinds, immediately get up and walk out. Because <laughs> I have a whole different streak going now. <laughs> It's, uh, so, yeah, well, uh, I mean, like, I was good to, I ended up, oh, win, like, in the middle of my downswing, so it was kind of a, uh, it was kind of a nice win, and, uh, uh, one thing I was kind of proud of, too, like, the, mostly the, the, uh, squeeze spots, but recognize, recognizing the table wasn't the best, because the table we were at, there was one guy who was super recreational, there was six others that not <laughs> i mean they knew their stuff I mean, everybody's sit they're sitting super deep stack they're playing pretty much correct ranges i mean nobody's really getting that far out of line uh but then but they are they are able to make moves i was like just being at a table like this i mean all i'm hoping is just a cooler somebody so i was just like well i think i i kind of like the fact that i got up from a bad table when i did so i did like that discipline because that's Table selection is something I put almost no effort into, and I need to start, actually. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was at that table till it broke, so. <laughs> well, I left, cause I, I partly left because I was hoping you'd move tables and you'd get a better table. I did, so, I mean, then they're folding top set to me, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I'll definitely be playing next week, too, though, so I'll give us something to talk about, at least, I mean. Yeah. Maybe we string together something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at some point, you got to win. 
I mean, I would just think I just went on accident at some point. At some point, you're, I mean, if you're playing crappy, sometimes you're going to suck out and win. I mean, sometimes you're going to be that guy. Well, I mean, we'll hope it's next week. Get, I mean, getting a hand with me, it seems to happen all the goddamn time. <laughs> I mean, when you told me you had a, had pocket tens and my pocket nines, and we both whiffed the flop, I was like, oh, thank you, sweet Jesus. <laughs> I was like, that is what I needed. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't even have cared. I only had like 300 bucks. You would have you would have taken throw a fit at the table. <laughs> you would have taken it like a champ. Just... Guy was sitting there like saying he's like, well, I have only have that much money. He's like, I'm gonna go home and cry. I'm like, I prefer to cry at the table. That way, people feel know what they've done to me, feel guilty, <laughs> show pictures of my dog and cat that don't get fed now. I want people to feel bad for what they've done. <laughs> All right. Well, this will conclude uh, this week of the Text Poker Podcast. We will see you guys next week. <laughs> That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up. Add time and we'll see you next week.